Welcome to Let's Chat Teaching, an Apple Tree Resources podcast where each week we'll dive into all things teaching in the grades 5 to 8 classroom. I'm your host, Nicole Sanders, a classroom teacher turned online pro D course creator. I'm here to help you strategize, unpack, and create more ease in your classroom this year. Welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Teaching. I'm Nicole, and today we're going to chat about amazing novel studies to use in the grade 5 to 8 classroom. Let's dive in. In the episode, I'm going to break up the recommendations for the different novels to use for novel studies for different grade levels. So we're going to talk about grade five to eight, and I'm going to break them up for grade five, six, and then six, seven, seven, eight. But as usual, as always, 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 it's your classroom and you know your students. We know that the mix of students that we get in our classrooms every year is such a different Ball game each year. No class is the same. The dynamics are different. And I remember when we're doing full class novel studies, we are allowing students to grab onto learning or reading levels that are higher than, ne- than maybe their own reading level at the time. We're pushing them a little bit above their comfort zone by exposing them to new vocabulary and learning that they wouldn't otherwise be able to be a part of. And so that's okay if you're reaching just above um, some or a portion of your students' reading levels. My suggestion always is to read the book aloud to your class. It's such a magical experience to be a part of a corporate learning experience or a group learning experience and going through story and digging deep and all those things together as a class And students love to be read to. They love it. It's such a nurturing thing to do. But also, it's not just that. When we read novels aloud or short stories or articles, but we're talking about novels today. So when we're reading novels aloud, we are modeling what good readers do. And often our students will not have a lot of modeling of what good readers do in their life, in their home, in their past experiences. And so when we as teachers read these novels to our students, they get to see and hear and experience what good readers do. Research does tell us that by reading aloud to our students, we are giving them the opportunity for all of these deeper level learning because they're able to access vocabulary and sentence structures that we don't necessarily say to each other when we talk because we talk informally. But when we write novels or stories or things like that, it's actually formal language. And so a lot of our students do not have the introduction to formal language that has been presented to them. And by reading aloud a novel that's been written down, we are giving our students that access. We're bridging, we're creating a bridge for them to access those linguistic learning levels and knowledge and words and sentences and paragraphs and all of that stuff that comes with a formal writing. And so reading aloud does a lot, a lot of things for our students and it really helps them in their writing and in their reading. And so I really, really, really recommend it. It is it is a lot of work as a teacher, but it's fun work because it's reading. You get tired, but it's worth it. Let's get into what I recommend for novel studies in the classroom that I have used and that my students have loved and I've loved too. And so I just wanted to make an episode 
if you're looking for a new novel to try, or if you're a new teacher and you look at the book room and you don't know any of the novels and don't have time to read them before you teach them, I just wanted to do a quick review on some of my absolute favorite novel study novels. So here we go. Let's start with our reluctant readers in grade five. There are these little books that are called I Survived. They're an I Survived series. Because I taught mostly grade seven, eight, and nine, um, when I started teaching a grade five, six class later on in my career, I had no idea about these little books. So I just wanted to give a shout out to the I Survived series by Lauren Tarshis. They are fabulous. I believe there's 21 or 22 books in the series. She basically writes one and releases a new book once every year or two. And they are little and they are highly engaging. A group of grade five, six boys actually introduced them to me and was raving all about them. And I was shocked to have them review any book because they were such reluctant readers. So they loved, loved, loved them. Their grade four teacher had read one aloud to them and then they got hooked after that. You can do an entire novel study with one of these books or independent novel studies or just recommend them. They're just a little amazing. They're little, they're easy readers, but they're chapter books. And so a lot of these students are very, very impressed with themselves because they finish chapter books, legitimate chapter books. And each book goes over or is the story of something that the character survives. And so the characters change in each story. You do not need to read them in order. You can pick up any I Survived book, doesn't matter which one it is, and it's the story unto itself. And so they're basically natural disasters that have occurred or man-made disasters. There's a few man-made disasters too, but there's famous natural disasters in the world. And then Lauren Tarshis creates a novel out of it And so like one example is I survived the grizzly bear attack or I survived the sinking of the Titanic or I survived the Wellington avalanche of 1910. There's all these different ones and they're very exciting and they have dialogue and they're just really great. So I, I, that's, I just need to start with that because sometimes we have reluctant readers and we don't know where to go with them. And so these are really great little books that are a great entry into reading novels. The next book I love and so do my students is The Breadwinner by Deborah Ellis. This is an older book, but it is a very good book to read with students. It's age appropriate. I guess it's not older, older, it's copyright 2000, but I've always found that my students really love this book. It's about a girl named Pravana And she lives in Afghanistan under the Taliban rule. Her dad goes missing and they have no way of basically making ends meet without a man in the family because women need to be escorted when they're in public under the Taliban. And so Pravana is young enough that she's able to disguise herself as a boy and go out into the street market and sell things in order to make some money to have allow her family to survive in a very difficult time under the Taliban rule. And it's such an interesting book. It's like I said, it's age appropriate. I taught it in grade seven. I think it would be really great for a grade six or seven class. It is such a, an amazing introduction to another country, to the Afghanistan in particular, to dictatorships, to the Taliban, to living under a dictatorship or a repressive government. There's so many themes that you could pull out of this book in particular. But it doesn't go 
too explicit. It's, it's a great introductory. It paints that picture. You know, when you're talking about something that's happening in Afghanistan, it's really hard to know because it's really hard stuff, right? But this book, you're able to really experience Pervana's journey and you're able to have these wonderful discussions with your class about even women's rights and patriarchal society and Taliban in general. The thing is about this book is it's not present day. There are some people that don't love that. They want to go all the way, you know, go through the entire Afghan history, but that's not what this book does. This book is about a family. It's about a country that's under the Taliban rule. And there's a little blurb on the back here that says, imagine living in a country which women and girls are not allowed to leave the house without a man. Imagine having to wear clothes that cover every part of your body, including your face, wherever you go. This is life in Afghanistan, where the Taliban, members of an extreme religious group, run most of the country. And that's just a little blurb to have readers know kind of what they're getting into. But it's such a, it's such a great book, such a good recommendation, I think, for a grade six, seven classroom. The next book I want to talk about for grade five or six, again, I've taught this in grade seven and my students loved it. And I know that I, that there are other teachers who've taught it in grade five and their students equally loved it. And the book is very different than the last one. It's not a historical book, but it is Wonder by RJ Palacio. You've probably heard of this one. There's a movie out. Julia Roberts is the mom in it. I mean, Owen Wilson is the dad. How can you not see it? But Wonder by RJ Palacio, I actually really recommend reading this one as a novel study because RJ Palacio is, when she writes this book, she actually writes it through the different perspectives of different characters. And so the protagonist or the main character, Augie, or August, has most of the chapters that he's speaking, but does bounce around in who is speaking. And there's just such a great opportunity to talk to our students about How do writers or authors share a bit about characters through the writing? There's a character, his name is Justin in the book, and um, he has very, very little punctuation, no capitals in the beginning of sentences, no commas, mostly run on sentences. And you hear about Justin earlier on in the book, and he's he's a highly intelligent person who is very musically talented, and he is just such a great character. And then later in the book, he has one chapter to himself. And you see the lack of punctuation. And it's quite difficult to read aloud. And when students are following along, they are also trying to figure this out. And you can have that conversation about what is the author trying to say, or let us know, let us into as a reader. It's just such a fun way to look at writing and how writing can be translated or say different things silently just through the choice of punctuation. Also, just the book is good itself. It's it's wonderful to build empathy. And it's about August, the protagonist. He's joining a new middle school and he has had many, many surgeries on his face due to uh, medical issues. And so he sticks out like a sore thumb and it's his journey starting a middle school and meeting friends and how to not just survive, but thrive. And it's it's a beautiful story. So if your students are starting middle school or going to start middle school, that's a really great year to read this book. But honestly, grade five, six, and seven, I highly recommend it. It's wonderful. We're just going to keep moving along here. And the next book that I highly recommend for a grade six or seven class is the novel Freak the Mighty by Rodman Philbrook. 
This book is an older one. It is published in 1993, but it is absolutely worth the read. And it's about a two boys, one who is very small and one who is very, very big, and their journey of becoming friends and what friendship looks like. It says, I never had a brain until Freak came along. Freak's the smaller one and he's really smart. That's what Max thought. All his life, he'd been called stupid, dumb, slow. It didn't help that that his body seemed to be growing faster than his mind. It didn't help that people were afraid of him. So Max learned how to be alone, at least until Freak came along. Freak was weird too. He had a little body and a really big brain. Together, Max and Freak were unstoppable. And it's just such a beautiful book of meeting of the minds and meeting of friendship and really having friends that round you out and going through conflict. And it's just, it's a book you can fall in love with the characters for. Yeah, this is such a great book for grades six and seven, Freak the Mighty. We're moving now into grades seven and eight. So I recommend this book for grade seven or eight. It's called Touching Spirit Bear by Ben McKelson. I don't think I'm pronouncing that last name correctly, but Ben McKelson, Touching Spirit Bear. For myself, when I was introduced to this book, I looked at the <laughs> I looked at the front cover and I thought, no thanks, another wilderness book. No thank you. And like I get it. Lots of people love wilderness books. Some like lots of people love the hatchet. They love oh, all those types of books. And it's just not my gem. So I just thought, no, that's not for me. But then I took it home to read because it just kept getting recommended and recommended and recommended. And I thought, okay, I'll read it. And absolutely, I read this book every single year with my grade eights after I read it the first time, because it's such a journey for the main character, Cole Matthews. And he's basically a juvenile delinquent who gets caught in a very violent crime. And he has a choice whether he's going to do circle justice, whether he's going to participate in circle justice, which is an indigenous form of justice, where it's not going to jail, it's meeting with, hearing hearing in circle, how the community has been affected, how the victim has been affected, how parents of the perpetrator is has been affected, and really working through the incident at hand. And one of the punishment choices was to go to juvie for Cole, or he could go to an island for, I believe it was for a year or something like that. And he would be isolated on this island all by himself, just be dropped off with basic supplies, and he'd have to live there on his own in isolation for the duration of his punishment. And the island is in remote Alaska. And this book really tackles or looks at anger, anger within a family, and how to how to look at it and deal with it through the lens of circle justice and through the lens of healing and how how we work through anger and that's very deep and it's really beautiful the way that this book describes how this character does this there's so many lessons to be pulled out in this indigenous model of reconciliation of circle justice And it's a beautiful way to learn about circle justice because circle justice does exist in the current criminal system. Uh, There's just different ways of using it and whether it's available or not. And it's, it's really unique. And even though Cole is a very angry 
teenager, you soon fall in love with him and his journey and can relate. I can relate. My students could relate to so much of what he was going through. And it's just, it's a very, it's a great book, Touching Spirit Bearer by Ben McHaleson. Okay, stick with me here. We have about three books left to chat about, and we're mo- we're still moving up in the grade level. So we are in grade seven and eight still. And I would even say that some of these would be for grade nine, if you're listening and you're teaching a grade eight, nine class or nine class. The next one is A Long Walk to Water by Linda Sue Park. And she's such a wonderful writer. She also wrote uh, the novel A Single Shard, which would be a great novel for grade seven. But this one's A Long Walk to Water by Linda Sue Park, and it's based on a true story. And I love this one as well because it is historically accurate and it brings you into Africa and into two different stories. A Long Walk to Water, it it's a story that is placed in Sudan, but it's actually two different stories. There's two characters and the stories actually take place at different times in history. So one unfolds in 2008 and the other one is in 1985. So one of the stories, the one in 1985, the main character is Naya and one of their family's biggest issues is finding and getting water for her family. She has to walk eight hours every day to get water and it's about her journey and her family's plight really in Africa when water runs out. And the other story that runs again in Sudan, but in 2008, is about a boy named Salva who walks away from his war-torn village and he's lost. He's considered a lost boy and a refugee, and he is destined to cover Africa on foot, searching for his family and safety. It's a great book to read about two lives happening in the same country with different struggles and different hurdles to get over. I highly recommend A Long Walk to Water by Linda Sue Park. A different type of novel, not a fiction novel, but a memoir, would be I Am Malala, the Young Reader's Edition. So this is based on her best-selling memoir, and she talks about her journey for fighting for girls, for the right for girls to have education in Afghanistan, and being on a school bus one day and getting shot in the face by the Taliban. This is a great book for so, so, so many reasons. It's a great book to do a novel study in, even though it's not a fiction novel study, it's still a memoir, but you can absolutely do the novel study within this book as well. And the Young Readers Edition is really great because it's geared towards young adults. And I would say this is probably a grade eight book, a high, probably higher achievers grade seven than a grade eight book. And if you, again, if you have some grade nines, that's a good one for that one as well. And Malala is just such an interesting, a wonderful person to point our students to in fighting for education for everybody and standing up for what you believe in and doing it even when it's hard. So I am Malala, the Young Readers Edition. Finally, I want to talk about the book Resistance by Jennifer Nielsen. Finally, I want to talk about the book Resistance by Jennifer Nielsen. It is placed in World War II, and it talks about teenagers who get into a resistance movement against the Nazis. It is definitely, I would say for grade eight and up, but it is, if you do have a grade eight class, Resistance by Jennifer Nielsen is really eye-opening in the different resistance movements 
that were happening in World War II. And from the perspective of a young teenage girl, she's probably, I think she's about 16 or 17 in the book, and who she is and how she helps different various Jewish communities that are in concentration camps and how her and her resistance group work together for justice, for justice in World War II, for the people that are being suppressed by the Nazis. And it's a really good book. Lots of discussion in that book. Lots of different things to go through. The character development is really good. It's high paced and exciting. Of course, there are so many different really great books to do with your students. There are books that are there all the time, but I just wanted to pull in some books to talk about for the grade five to eight classroom that I have just loved with my students and my students have loved them too. Hopefully in this list of books, there was at least one that's new to you that you, that perked your interest or that you're able to dig into a little bit further. If you want to check out the novel studies for each one of these books, I don't have a novel study for every single one I recommended, but pretty much all of them at Apple Tree Resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. You can check them out there. And even if you're not going to purchase them, that's totally fine. What I would do is I'd go onto Apple Tree Resources on Teachers Pay Teachers and just look at the different novel studies and look at the previews because that will give you, if you're wondering like how or what could I pull in for my novel study and what kind of activities can I do, look at the previews, look at the different types of activities that are there, and then pull some of those activities in to deepen the learning within the different novel study units that you're doing with your students. Feel free to just peruse those previews. They aren't short. They have images of different activities that are inside the novel study itself. So absolutely, you're more than welcome to go and purchase each novel study, but you don't have to. If you just, if all you want to do is just dive in and get some ideas, head over to those previews and there will be pictures of lots of the different activities that are included in the novel study just to give you a launching pad. Start those juices moving to think about activities that you can do to pull in for these novels. Because when we're teaching novel studies, we're not just reading these novels aloud. It's great to read novels aloud to your students, but that is not a novel study. A novel study is when we dissect the novel, when we look at different themes, when we look at story arc, and we look at all the different things that we can pull out of these novels in order to study the novel itself, to study story. And so studying that novel, making it a novel study is just such a magical way of bringing in books and different literature and even historically accurate information or historically accurate events in history to talk about with our students and to connect with our students over. So that's Apple Tree Resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. Just go take a look at those previews. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you wanting to spend some time with me. Time is not a renewable resource, and I honor the fact that you have spent it with me. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time. If you'd like five free activities to use with any story you can use today, then head over to appletreeresources.com slash story activities. That's appletreeresources.com slash story activities to get five activities you can use with any story for free. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I know we're all busy and I feel honored you chose to spend some of that time with me. Until next time.